welcome back to the What's a Good Podcast. I'm Lori and this is Joanne and this is episode three. We read uh, The Other Misses by Mary Kubica. Hey Joanne. Hey what's up? Not much. So oh <laughs> I didn't tell you this but we were we were talking earlier on the actual phone and I was getting a Starbucks like this morning at I don't know what was it like eight o'clock or something. <laughs> I might have gotten a second one already, and it's only noon. No judgment here. Yeah, don't judge me. It was one of those days. I needed a double Starbucks. I need a double Starbucks every day. I've already the had- second one. I was it wasn't caffeinated. Oh, you got see, cold brew has way more caffeine than anything that I got. Mm-hmm. I feel judged oh, by that. You. You feel judged? Yeah, you were like, mm-hmm. that was the most judgy mm-hmm I've ever heard. It's only a medium. <laughs> I've seriously cut down my caffeine consumption lately. You're going to have to ramp it back up when you go back to work. Yeah, I know. Remember that time that you went to, what was it, Dunkin' and you asked for like 40-something ounces of coffee? <laughs> okay. okay, okay. I used to work nights. I'm a nurse, and I worked nights. And I didn't sleep very much during the day. So I went in and usually I would get an extra large hot coffee, but it was in the transition between uh, winter and spring. So I decided to get an iced coffee and I asked for an extra large iced coffee because that was just my go-to. And he deadpan looked me in the face. And at the time I was like 24 years old. He goes, ma'am, that's 30 ounces of coffee. And I was like, and? (laughs) Give me my 30 ounces of coffee. We only serve large iced coffees. We don't have an extra large. I was like, fine, just give me the damn coffee. (laughs) I was very upset. I love that story. It makes me giggle every time. Yeah. Has nothing to do with what we're talking about at all, but I just thought that was so funny. (laughs) Funny Also, side note, for anybody that's listened to our other episodes, Lori and I are very excited today because we both have super cool microphones now and we figured out how to make it sound so that you know you can't tell that one of us is in new york and one of us is in west virginia we actually sound like we're in the same room together so yay we actually feel semi-professional we probably don't sound professional but i feel professional so (laughs) that's good enough for me (laughs) for our two listeners that's all that counts (laughs) that are probably related to us yeah yeah Whatever, Joanne, whatever. Hey, I will I'm take it. it. I'm fine. <laughs> Gotten us reading. Oh, so this one, okay. So this one was kind of an interesting one because you and I did not read this book together. Yeah. We read it, we at, read the it time, but... at the same time, but normally like I'll read out loud and you'll listen. This one we read separate. So we kind of, we haven't really we haven't talked about it. about it. Immediately. So Lori finished it first because she always, she's a faster reader than me. And usually, as soon as I finish it, I call her, and then we spend, like, hours on the phone talking about it. But this time, as soon as I finished it, I called her, and she was like, no. And now I'm freaking out because it's been two days, and I have not talked to her about it. Well, that was the problem, right? We both finished it and then couldn't talk about it, like, that same day because we had life things happening. So we actually, like, have been sitting on this for, yeah, I think it's been two days. And this book was crazy. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so you why don't you do a really quick like Do you want me to just read the description off of Goodreads or something? I have it pulled up here. Yeah, okay. That, or just give us a quick sum up and you know your your quick um I'm just review. gonna read it because I'm afraid that if I start my quick review it's gonna very quickly slide into my thoughts on it. <laughs> So this is what Goodreads, it's called The Other Misses by Mary Kubica. Um, It says, she tried to run, but she can't escape the other misses. Sadie and Will Faust have only just moved their family from bustling Chicago to small town Maine when their neighbor Morgan Baines is found dead in her home. The murder rocks their tiny coastal island, but no one is more shaken than Sadie. But it's not just Morgan's death that has Sadie on edge. And as the eyes of suspicion turn toward the new family in town, Sadie is drawn deeper into the mystery of what really happened that dark and deadly night. But Sadie must be careful, for the more she discovers about Mrs. Baines, the more she begins to realize just how much she has to lose if the truth ever comes to light. So, 
super twisty. Super. I guess it's technically it's a it's a psychological thriller. It's not really like right. horror. It's um so going into this book, not that we didn't have high expectations, but I think I mean as you guys know, we love thriller books, we love mystery books, but we also are kind of a little bit burnt out. Like every once in a while we need to read something different just to kind of reset. So yeah. we just kind of went into this one like, all right, next book we really need to do something different because, you know, it's always the same plot, it's always the same twist. <laughs> and then we got about a third of the way in and we're like, yep. oh shit, this is this is good. This is different. This is not what we were That was the to. only thing we were allowed to, like, I would text you as I got in and I would, I would just text something like, holy shit. <laughs> but I couldn't yeah. send you details. <laughs> right. And it was killing me. Right. So yeah, I was. I'm really happy we read it, Mary. Cooper oh my God, yes. What like five? Hold on. She, I think she's written a couple. Of, obviously, she's written a couple other books. Yeah. Um, we've read one other. She's read written seven books according to her website. We also read um, Don't You Cry, which was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So should we jump in? Yeah, let's jump in. Right off the bat, I used to live in uh, Washington State. I lived out in the Pacific Northwest in um, um, west of Seattle. So it was out on the other side of the sound. And so this book takes place in Maine on this tiny little island. But all I could picture in my head was um, that island out in Washington. Oh, um Whidbey, Whidbey Island. Whidbey, Whidbey Island. I kind of felt the same way with like the ferries. I mean, Maine and Washington are on the same like latitude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both up real high and everything, but like. (laughs) And like the way they described like the ferries, the weather. Yep. The fact that it was isolated, like it was, yeah, there's no way you can get on and off the island if there's bad weather like I kept having flashbacks of standing on the docks in Seattle waiting for the ferry and watching all the cars drive onto the ferry did you ever come to Whidbey with me oh yeah we went to that indoor pool so did we take the ferry or did we drive over Deception Pass we we drove so you remember the bridge that That Uh bridge was insane it was so high but anyways that's like so I had this idea in my head but if you if you don't know anything about these kind of islands, just she did a really good job of sort of right off the bat making you feel that isolation of a small, not even just a small town, but a small island town, because they really do have their own sort of um, personality and like their own vibe that if you're not a part of it, it's mm-hmm. sort of difficult to get into it, like to be accepted by the locals and to be, yeah, you know brought into that fold it's very claustrophobic feeling like and like i thought it was interesting so the her kids went to well they moved from chicago too which is a completely different like i guess we should yeah she they they came from chicago so this was a total 180 for them her kids and her husband worked on the mainland and she worked on the mainland so like if there was bad weather and the ferries were down like you were stuck on whichever side of the water you were on that felt so claustrophobic to me it felt so much like yeah to be able to not get off or to get home right and so so she did a really good job of kind of putting that idea in your head pretty quickly because the main character sadie did not want to be there she didn't want to move to Maine. She didn't want to live on this tiny island. Like, this was not her first choice. <laughs> also, sorry, side note, as always, we are a podcast <laughs> full of spoilers. So oh, I always will, forget that. <laughs> especially especially with this one. I, will, I have a note written down to remind myself to say before we spoil it, because it's a big one. It is, um, was a big one. But just keep it in mind that if you're liking what you hear and you do want to read the book, maybe pause it, read the book, and then come back and listen to it. Yeah. Come let us know on our Instagram page what you think or that you're going to read it first. But um, but yeah. yeah. Head over to Was It Good Was it good Podcast and let us know what you think. Send us a message. But yeah, this one was a... <laughs> this one was pretty trippy. Anyway, I'm so, to interrupt you, Lori. You're fine. I don't know what I was talking about. Oh. oh she didn't want to be there. She, yeah, she did not want to be there. She was an ER doctor 
in Chicago. So that should tell you a lot about her personality, honestly. You know what I mean? I mean, you're a nurse, Joanne, and you work in a pretty intense unit as well. But ER nurses or doctors or whatever, especially in a city, it's got to be, I, I can't imagine. So their whole reason for moving from Chicago was that Will, her husband, had an affair. And then there was some incident with her son at school. And then there was an incident at work. So there was these big life changes that happened for her in like a two-week period. And it was was Will's idea to kind of pick up and start anew. But Will's sister killed herself. We find that out pretty quickly in the beginning. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, you're right. This, they were given this opportunity to move to the island because she, uh, his sister had a daughter who needed somebody to come take care of. Well, her. the sister so left him. Daughter to them. Right. They she left him the go. house and everything. So right. <clears throat> it was easier for them to move. Yeah. Start over, you know. Which seems, just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they, you know, they, of course, like every other book, it's like, well, before when that happened but we don't talk about that and then you find out later on what happened but there's like this well there's got to be some some suspense come on like they can't just lay <laughs> everything out in the beginning <laughs> hey guys this happened then this happened then this happened the end the book would be like three pages long <laughs> <laughs> um, okay yeah, so this is really hard for me start over. right but as soon as they get there like the niece uh her name is imogen absolutely hates all of them and i mean i can't blame her her mother committed suicide she was the one who found her mother like and she's only what six i think she was 16 so this poor girl is going through some stuff and you know what struck me as really weird is right off the bat will is from the beginning so yes like it's we've known very early that he had an affair so that kind of immediately puts a certain idea in your head of like who he is but then the more they describe him, he is like the very loving and open and friendly and sensitive and like in touch with his emotions kind of character. Whereas in contrast, Sadie is the very strong, silent, conscious. resilient, self-conscious, guarded character. So they show up at this house and Will like tries to hug his niece and she's like, back the fuck up. Like, we're not doing that. And then Sadie is very much like, can we just coexist in this house and not talk to each other and you stay there and I'll stay here which to me seemed so cold yes but she's also afraid of Imogen but she's afraid of her from the second she meets her and to me it struck me as odd because there was no reason for her to be that suspicious that quick except for that it speaks to her character that she's very confident in what she does professionally but in her personal life there's this very thick wall that she puts up and you're right it it stems from a from fear probably but it it comes across as very cold not very friendly not welcome even to her own kids like she's very protective of them but i don't get the feeling that she's overly affectionate Mm -hmm. so it kind of sets that up where imogen is this just moody teenager times a thousand because she's gone through some shit (laughs) you know she's processing her own trauma and does not want her aunt and uncle that she's met what did you say like once in her life like the last time she saw them she was a kid yeah she was very young it's not like they've been involved in her life or right so she just sort of goes out of her way to be jarringly difficult well, yeah, but she goes for the shock factor a lot. Like mm-hmm. she curses all the time, which shocks Sadie. And be dead. Yeah, like her her clothing style is like that. What is it? I don't even know what it's considered anymore. Goth emo, like all black, stark contrast. You know, I don't know. I'm too old for that shit. But you know, like she she dresses very like shockingly, and she curses, and the things that she says is pretty mean. Like, yeah. You know, to be fair, she is not nice to her cousins or her aunt and uncle. Right. Well, they never actually say that she's not nice to the boys. True. I think that she's just kind of indifferent to the boys because so one of mm-hmm. one of the sons is fourteen. 
I think around Imogen's age. It's there are two teenagers and then a little boy. And then the other son, yeah, he's I, I think they said he was little. I didn't write it down, but he was young, like between eight Still and innocent. ten, maybe. Yeah. Still elementary school. Yeah. So anyways, so they show up. She's not happy with this anyways. She goes from an ER doctor position in a big city to a country doctor, basically, you know. The only doctor on the island. She's the only doctor on the island. And it's, yeah, just a a primary care clinic. So now she's just seeing colds and splinters and arthritis, like stuff that she's like, I I don't want to be doing this. This is ridiculous. So she's trying to move past the affair she's trying to adjust to this new way of life she keeps mentioning this thing that happens with her son Otto uh, the 14 year old in Chicago and we don't know what that is yet but we get the feeling that he did something bad at his school yeah that's all they mention he was kicked out of his school he he was yeah he would have had to go to a private school yep so she's she's got her own things that she's processing yeah meanwhile will is like all about this he's like yeah like this is gonna be fantastic like i love this island we have this awesome house you know i get to reconnect with my niece which kind of struck me as a little weird because his sister had just committed suicide and it never really seemed like that affected him a whole lot yeah like he kind of acknowledged it and they brought it up a few times where he was appropriately sad about it but it never seemed like I mean you're living in your dead sister's house with her child and he was just kind of like super bubbly all the time and like excited for everything yeah and then it came out it was weird that Sadie was wearing a sweater that belonged to the dead Oh yeah, she had found a sweater of her dead sister-in-law. And like... like there was just weird things that all kind of made me feel bad for Imogen. Oh my god, the entire time, Imogen was the most interesting character for me, and she was kind of a sideline character. She really didn't have a whole lot of like front and center parts or anything like that. No, but she was fascinating to me, and I think it's just because yeah, I just I just felt bad for her. Yeah. So anyway, they they moved to this island and then like pretty quickly, they've been there for what, six weeks or so? They've been there a few weeks and all of a sudden the the neighbor, the woman that lives across the street or like a neighbor is murdered. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody obviously on the island is freaking out because it's a small island. Well, a small island, right. And who- You know what's interesting? I didn't mean to interrupt you. But it, I didn't write down the direct quote. I didn't write it down. But she says, because, so yeah, so this woman gets murdered in her home and everybody on the island freaks out because it's like, how could this happen? This is a tiny island. Islands are safe. And the character, Sadie, she even says, everybody has this misconception that living in the country is safer than like living in a city. And it's not true. In the city, not that it's not dangerous or that there aren't dangers, but there's so many people mm-hmm. that you kind of have that safety in numbers. Whereas out in the country, even if it's not a murder, like say an older gentleman or something fell and hurt himself, there's nobody around you to come and help you. Whereas in a city, and somebody's going to hear you. The hospital, right? Exactly. That. The only hospital is on the mainland. She runs a clinic, but there's she runs a clinic do for you. Exactly. So if it had been really bad, you know, to get to a facility that could do bigger injuries or sicknesses or whatever would be very difficult to get to. So I just found that kind of interesting because I've never lived in a city, but I've lived in some fairly secluded places. And I definitely get that feel like we grew up in a suburb. So there was always people around, like we lived in a very close knit neighborhood, like, you know, but then, yeah, like in my adult life, I've lived in some, um, more secluded areas. And I feel that where I'm like, you know, if something happens and I'm out here alone, mm-hmm. would anybody find me? <laughs> I, right. I, I don't know. What would it take? And that kind of lent it to the same sort of claustrophobic atmosphere that Mary Kubica did. Or I really hope we're saying her name right. Kubica? Kubica? I think it's Kubica. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mary. Anyways, she writes 
the, the atmosphere really well. I think she, she kind of you could and i actually think it was interesting because from will's point of view you can see the beauty in a small community in a tight-knit community and this kind of like hey everybody knows everybody everybody helps out you know you get to recognize everyone and and then from sadie's point of view it's the exact opposite where it's like i'm completely alone and i can't leave right so it's a really cool sort of um way that she, she does a yeah she does a really good job of making you feel like you're there yeah yeah and then the whole time when it's so the book is written mostly from sadie's point of view but occasionally it will be from a different character's point of view and we'll get into in a minute sadie i always there is that level of compassion where i'm like i from the from the moment we you know start the book i feel i i I can feel her frustration. <laughs> like you can tell that she, I mean, there's so many life changes that just happened for her and she gets, she's trying really hard to let go of certain things and to move on and to embrace this new life, but she just can't. Right. For various reasons, which we'll get into in a second. But like, I feel her struggle. I feel like she did it. Like she's, she's, got a struggle and it came across really clearly yeah i was able to put myself in her shoes and been like fuck what would i have done in that situation like right i don't know how i would have reacted to certain things right yeah yeah it was yeah i'm not gonna lie her character annoyed me a little bit like halfway to three quarters of the way through the book i started to be like why are you making these decisions? And like, she did annoy me a little bit for a while, but you're right. I could always bring it back to being like, okay, it makes sense. Maybe it's not what I feel like I would do, but it makes sense. I don't know if that, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I really like, I really like how they finished it out with her. I'll yes. So how but, do we get into the meat of this, Joanne? Because okay, so- <laughs> there is a lot to unpack right now. <laughs> I know, I know. We're already like, here comes. I, I think here comes a big spoiler. I think, right? Are we at that yeah, point yeah. yet? Hold on. Not okay, yet. all right. Me, go for it. So let me go through my notes real quick. So, gotcha. The way she wrote it, like Lori said, most of it is written from Sadie's point of view. However, they then, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. There's allergies in this area are killing me. Mm-hmm. They um, they flash back and forth between these two other characters, Mouse and Camille. Camille. Mm-hmm. Um. And they, it's, so Camille is the person, so here, spoiler, Camille is the one that Will cheated with, it it seems like, right, throughout the whole book, it seems like. She's the other woman. She said that in the beginning, she was Sadie's roommate. Yep. And she had this, like, love-hate with Sadie. She, like, almost seemed like she kind of wanted to be her, but she felt like she was a better version of her, and she initially met will but then yeah she, she bumped into will and well she bumped into will and had that connection with him because he saved her like she almost stepped in front of a right. car in chicago right. and he pulled her back so she meets him and it has this like instant hero worship of will and invites him out to this party that her and sadie were going to be at and then camille ends up not going to the party but sadie does and now all of a sudden like they hook up and so Camille has felt robbed this whole time where she keeps saying that like Will was mine. I think I have a note about that actually. Hold on. And yeah, so he yeah, she claims that he was hers and Sadie stole him and she could make him so much happier. So she knowing that Sadie is married to him and they have two kids, Camille seeks him out and, you know, accidentally runs into him one day on the street and right. they start this affair. And then it's, you know, Camille's character is very wild and free and likes to basically stalk people. Like she has, she claims that she's um, like a, like has a spy mentality and she follows him. She finds out what he's doing. She uh, finds that there's a girl at the college that Will works with that she feels will is also attractive to Mm -hmm. so she stalks her out she gets to know her she pretends she's in the class and like 
and studies with this girl. So she's very manipulative and she likes to weasel her way into others' lives. Yeah. And then she's very so clearly off balance. Like she's, there, she's, she's got some stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Camille. And then the other character that they bounce to is called Mouse. Her name, yep. well, they never actually tell you her name. They, she starts her character with explaining that my daddy has a nickname for me and it's Mouse. And they never really tell you anything else. Like, no, nope. she has the nickname, but it's a six year old girl whose name is Mouse. And, and she's, um, very close with her father very close with her her single father and you know loves animals and is um just kind of the stereotypical six-year-old that like playful and good imagination um i think it says she reads a lot i don't know did we decide we were gonna do this it's i I feel like i kind of wish i had known this it wouldn't stop me from reading the book but there is a little bit of a trigger warning i think right yeah I, I i think so this book Mouse does is, deal with this timeline kind of goes in a little bit to like child abuse it, it yes. touches on it it's not graphic it's nothing that would have stopped me from reading the book but it, it is maybe if it's that's- if that's something you need to be aware of for your own mental health and yes this book does have elements of child abuse i think emotion yeah. uh, mostly emotional a little bit of physical yeah so there's, you know, in case you need to know that. Okay, so now, so that's that's the whole thing. So let's, first, Lori, I want <laughs> you to tell me, you wrote it down, I think you said, what was your prediction of the book? Okay, okay. So initially, with the first chapter that Camille narrates, my immediate thought was that she described herself as a roommate, but it seemed immediately like there was a deeper connection she was either a sister or foster sister I kind of got that feeling where like I was like there is some deeper connection than just random roommates Mm -hmm. by the end of that chapter and then like the next one where Sadie kind of keeps talking whatever my immediate thought was that they were the same person me too I totally went immediately to split personality. I did too. I was like, they're they're too closely related. And they're never in the same spot. They're never, yeah, it was always things like, like, so Camille smoked and Sadie didn't. So it was always like, well, I found her cigarette in the house. And I was like, but why don't you ever describe finding her in the house? Why don't you ever describe mm-hmm. like... Or it would be little things like, clothes, but they only know that like they've been in the closet. They don't like, like Camille spilled something on the shirt or whatever. So she's like, damn it. Camille had it again. Like it was never, I saw her in my shirt or whatever. Like mm-hmm. there were so many things. So I, I, I wrote that down. I was like, what did I say? They're the same person. Sadie is Cassie. <laughs> Camille. Isn't it Camille? Sadie is. Yes. What did I say? What did I just say? Cassie. Oh, dear Lord. I think the girl in my other book that I'm reading is named Cassie. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's really interesting. So we both went to uh, Split Personality. It was just, okay. And then, and then the farther the book went on, because I told Aaron, my husband, I told him that theory too. And he just laughed at me. He's like, I'm pretty sure you always go for like the wildest theories. And I was like, no, but look, I have proof. So So there's going to be some spoilers and we'll go back unpack some of this stuff um hold on where's my notes okay so there's things like as the book goes on Camille follows them out to Maine which was in itself a clue and and it could be taken as just she was obsessed with Will and kind of Sadie like she kind of wanted this revenge on Sadie so she follows them out to Maine but then like you know breaks into their house and Sadie's dogs do not bark at Camille Mm -hmm. so do they recognize her also, going even back farther than that, they, they talk about how um, when Sadie found out that Will was cheating, she did so by looking at credit card statements and seeing mm-hmm. hotel hotels. Cards. But when she confronted him, he was either a really good liar or he had absolutely no idea what she was talking oh about. Oh my God, he was so manipulative. Like, but it made me feel like okay, he's either a really good liar or he's confused because he thought that there was like role play or something going on because look, I've, 
I've never cheated on my husband. I don't plan to. However, if I did, I don't think I would put the hotel things on my credit card that I share with my husband. (laughs) Right? Yeah, but at one point. If you're listening, I love you very much. (laughs) Nice deflection. Love it. (laughs) No, but seriously, I mean, come on. Even somebody that like doesn't cheat, like that just seems stupid to do I, I, right yeah but it happens a lot so i don't know i watch way too many true crime stuff and i think that's what it is Lori. we're so warped <laughs> we're a little warped i'll admit that but um, what so, quick side quest about that whole thing what really pissed me off is there was one point where she had she was sadie was pretty upset about the affair and she was bringing it up and she was i think it was just in her mind but after it had happened she was like okay well i guess we're gonna get a divorce then and Will tells her, he's like, no, no, no. You said we would never separate. You said you would stay with me. And I was like, dude, you're the one who cheated. You don't get to tell her what she said to you now. Right. But I think, that I, mean, I think Mary so angry job of like making him seem confused. Like, no, 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 no. Not at that point. No, you just got so, caught. Okay, che- so we like, <laughs> I don't think so. He just got, it, it, to me, it just seems so manipulative. Like, he was caught cheating but he tried and to still, gaslight her and, and straight up gaslit her like it was one of those like yeah. you said that we would never get a divorce you said that you would stay with me forever well bitch you said that she wouldn't cheat on me in her wedding vows <laughs> exactly <laughs> um that okay, part, so, i'm sorry but then, that kind of that lent it that was a really big clue into will's personality personality because he puts Mm -hmm. on such a good like a good guy act where he's super friendly and super outgoing and whatever and then there was the other time that rubbing her feet and making her coffee and oh just sit down I'll take care of this (laughs) and yeah oh I also made a note early on that um yeah he kept he was always giving her wine which in itself wasn't suspicious but he was also in charge of (laughs) medic well I yeah whatever but (laughs) He was also in charge of giving her her medication. And I don't remember at what point, but I made a note here that said, like, is he drugging her? Because yeah, because she's prone to blackouts. She is prone to blackouts and missing so, yeah. time, which also she, she, lends itself to split, personality. split personalities. And she keeps having dreams about a different room. And she wakes up in different, like, like she woke up naked one like she blacked out and then the next thing she knew she was in her bed naked which yep. says that like i have kids i would never do that like what if my six-year-old or whatever walked into the room so oh she as it got farther along and and they talk about her job how she claims that she's punctual mm-hmm. she's always there she has good work ethic but then the nurses and the staff that she works with is are always like you're not here where are you and she's yeah like, like you're late again okay. what are you talking about right mm-hmm. so like little I I think she did a really good job of like she peppered those things in early on and at first it was didn't seem like anything but as you got more and more into the book and then the bigger things came out like like blackouts and like missing chunks of time you start to think back and you're like oh it all kind of accumulates kind of makes sense and um she very quickly touched I like how she did this she very very quickly touched on how when she was a child, when um, Sadie was a child, she went to therapy. Yeah, they do say and that. She said she very, very quickly was just like one, it, I think it was just like a one sentence thing. She was like, Will left my pills out on the counter, but I had an empty stomach, so I forgot to take them. Yep. So it, like, it's never in your face that she's been through psychotherapy or that she's on medications or even or any kind of therapy, and like stuff. anything. But it's just, it's a very quick, just, you know, she, it, she's a really good writer yeah it was it was done very well i'm not doing it justice and i'm mad at myself but uh oh and to that point it does say that the pills are for bipolar disorder yes but that was a late that was like almost the end of the book that that came out i think i guess so yeah but still but yeah no they did say something about bipolar so um okay so can i tell you okay go ahead no 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 you go 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 so my theory for mouse, uh-huh. I wrote this down. My theory for mouse was that she, so the person that got murdered in the very beginning, her name was Morgan. Morgan. Uh huh. And it said that Morgan's 
stepdaughter found her after she was oh she was like six too i felt so bad but they go on to say how like morgan not that she wasn't upset but like she called her by her first name and she you know didn't go to the funeral the daughter the daughter didn't go to morgan's funeral you know because she had missed already a bunch of school and the dad didn't want her to miss school so it all seemed kind of weird and it made me feel like mouse was morgan's daughter oh that would have been great and that maybe either mouse killed her or like something with that i felt like it was was well because mouse was very close to her dad but hated her stepmom because the stepmom was very mean to mouse she was awful that's where kind of the abuse came in like mouse's 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 timeline kind of it goes into like they get married the stepmother always says how much she hates rodents and she doesn't like mice and mice right. are dirty. Yeah. And then the dad goes away on a business trip and the stepmom kills her guinea pig in front yeah. of her. And yeah. And ends up, you know, she ends up putting her in a cage because she did something oh, bad. I know. It like it, it really broke my heart. I really hate That's a great life. theory. I did not think of that at all. So you thought that yeah. Mouse's timeline was like the Morgan, the, the lady who got yeah. murdered. Because oh. the dad was on a on a business trip in Japan when Morgan was murdered, and in mm-hmm. fact, he went through Mouse's timeline. It sounded like it, that. So that was my theory. I was wrong, okay. I went. I went. I, I I stuck with my multiple personalities where I figured that Mouse was Sadie's child alter, <laughs> or it was just okay. Sadie as a child. Which so that's where I was thinking it was. It was not too good to be true, but like having the three personalities would have been too much. So I thought that I did stick with like Sadie and Camille were the same person, but then I kind of thought that Camille did it to protect mouse on some level. You know what I mean? Like I thought they were trying to get you to think that it was all three personalities, but that. So that's what led you to not. Yeah. That's kind of what led me to be like, wait, maybe it's not. Maybe. Like your theory. That would have been really good tie in. Right. Mm. well i ended up being right (laughs) mouse was the third altar yeah yeah so all they were all the same person and i mean we were kind of right in a way where mouse was sadie as a child yeah it was was, that was her childhood which is where the disassociative identity order um developed is the wrong word but camille came out because she's the wild one she's the protector yeah and so i did a very very brief google search on disassociative identity disorder i do not claim to know anything about this or anything but i very professional in any capacity (laughs) no but i very quickly googled it because mostly because i wanted so in the very end we find out that yes she does have disassociative identity disorder and i was like okay what's the difference between that and schizophrenia because in my again very limited understanding i was like they're just they're multiple personalities like what's the difference so this 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 disassociative identity disorder is when you have a fragmented reality of yourself like and then schizophrenia is when you have a split in reality. So schizophrenia, you can have like auditory hallucinations, visual hallucinations, like you don't necessarily see reality as it is. And it does still have personalities, but then disassociative identity disorder is when you just see yourself as different people. Like my, my reality isn't changing, just the person that I am interacting with that reality is changing. Okay. I guess um it's so yeah again my like i was just reading through these medical i think i look well i did look at webmd just for a very basic like (laughs) definition okay but then i was looking up some like there was a canadian um website like medical website that i was looking at and like it's it's insane like it's pretty intense Yeah. yeah so it's it and it's thought to stem from severe childhood trauma either any kind of trauma where your brain can't process what is happening to itself so yeah it it disassociates and then generally like 
alters will come out to protect the host so like sadie was the host she was the 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 main person i guess and then camille was like a combative protector type alter sadie i'm sorry mouse was the child alter that the one that the trauma kind of happens to and and you know what was interesting is that sadie's youngest child who is still like i said i don't remember how old he was but he was under 10 years old he kept asking mommy can we play the statue game and she had he was saying, I don't know what that is. And he kept saying, you're a liar. You're a liar. We play this all the time, whatever. And yeah. I thought that was super interesting. And it was just periods oh. of, go also, ahead. Uh-huh. Sorry. Going back to really like before all of this information comes out in the book, but something that definitely solidified, I, I think in both of our minds that it was the split personality was that, um, it finally comes out that her son Otto was expelled oh, for bringing a knife yes. to school. Also, yeah. I guess maybe a trigger warning. I don't know. Bringing a knife to school because he was being bullied really badly. Yeah. And his, he claimed to the principal that his mom told him to do it. And she even went as far as putting the knife in his bag after discussing the best way to kill that whole chapter broke my heart i have a 14 year old and like that just that broke my heart so bad and blew my mind she did a really good job of making you feel like keep saying that but making you feel Otto's confusion like mom you told me to do this why are you saying you didn't yep and that was like this solidifying moment where i was like okay this is definitely her but for sadie sadie did not tell him to do it Camille did. Camille did. Because, because right. then, so at the end of the book, Otto, because con- after, so after that all happened, Will pretty much never, I'm sorry, Otto never forgave his mom. She basically threw him under the bus where she was like, I didn't do that. Like, why are you lying? Yeah. You need to take responsibility. And th- yeah, this poor kid is like, what the hell? Like, so he never really forgave her. Their relationship never recovered. But then at the end of the book, he does confront Sadie and tells her the whole story where Sadie was sitting outside smoking and she was like, you know, I don't smoke, but Camille smokes. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, you were outside on the fire escape smoking and I opened up to you about everything and that I've been going Sadie, through. Sadie's deathly afraid of heights. So never. Yeah. But Camille's sitting out here on the 14th floor fire escape. And so it's all these things that Sadie was like, I would never do this. Because in her mind, she wouldn't. Like, And that was the other thing that I found interesting about DID was that the host, I again, I really hope I'm saying these terms correctly. My understanding is that like Sadie is the host. She, they, they're often not aware of the alters. Right, the alters don't. So has anybody ever seen the movie Identity? <laughs> Oh, that movie the was great. Don't know the other ones exist. Sometimes the alters do. Sometimes, but the host very rarely knows that that they're split. Right. So yeah. So and they can have their own age, name, race, sex, sex. Like they can have all of these. You know, like Sadie, like a female can have male alters. Like it's just, it's insane to me. This whole thing is so interesting. And like now, I'm definitely gonna go do more research on it no and i think that you can it comes through in the book that uh mary kubica really did her research oh for sure yes she didn't just quickly google webmd she actually (laughs) knew what she was talking about much more than i do (laughs) Um, but yeah but poor Otto, he literally like he just he felt so betrayed but then i also kind of feel bad for sadie because in her mind she literally was like i don't know what you're talking about like it's not like she did it maliciously you know, no, so no, it was so sad for me that I was like, you just they, watched them crumble. Like, yeah. the relationship that they had just crumbled in front of your eyes. And it's so sad. So, so, so that was, uh, yeah. But now let's talk about Will for a second. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this we actually did talk about really briefly because very quickly had, because we just couldn't not. <laughs> we couldn't figure out if he was genuinely in love with her and didn't know what was going on or if he was he knew about her disorder disorder Uh and was using her for some reason and we couldn't at least I could not figure out which way she was going to go with this 
how could he not have known or or maybe he knew about it but he was trying to help her or no. he was okay but here's the thing they've been married for at least 14 years because Otto is 14 and they got married before he was born so they've known each other it's this isn't like we're dating and maybe she just has weird quirks you've been living with this person for you know this long right yes but was you he knew to help or was he was he manipulating i i guess that's what i, I figure out i got the feeling that he was manipulating because of the fact that oh so that was the other interesting he kept saying i didn't have an affair because he was sleeping with camille which is is sadie so i guess technically he wasn't cheating it was the same person but like and and you can sort of reason that away like maybe it was role play like maybe she was just trying to be like because hey, she would meet him at, like at work or randomly bump into him at a bar so it was like okay just trying to spice it up after 14 years maybe right. but it's but but then it was things like she misses time at home like when she's you know when she is sadie she would be missing time or she would say things that she didn't remember saying and like I don't know. I would hope that if he actually loved her, he would be like, hey, maybe you should at least like at least just go talk to a doctor. Like maybe something's going on, you know, like because, okay, so I've got a whole bunch of different things going on that nothing like is as severe as that. But I um, I have an autoimmune thyroid disease. And when I was undiagnosed, I would like fly off the handle at the stupidest things. My husband has known me since we were kids. Like we've been together for freaking ever. And he would look at me and be like, that's not normally your personality. Like, I don't know what, like, maybe you're having a bad day. But then after, you know, months of these, like, you know, stupid little things kicking me off, he was like, maybe you should go see a doctor. Like, and then, you know, whatever. Like, so I would think that if your wife is having these periods of memory loss and blackouts and severe swings in personality wouldn't you at least have suggested like let's figure out what's happening and like you know and not just try to solve it yourself right so also i guess something that we kind of have left out and forgotten about is the fact that the neighbor was murdered so all of this kind of comes to the actual plot of the book (laughs) the whole plot of the book all of this kind of comes to light because the cops come and talk to Sadie. Where did you go? Oh, I'm here. We're on video chat and Lori totally just disappeared from the video. <laughs> I dropped my pen. <laughs> um, so yeah, the cops come and talk to Sadie and they're like, basically you have no alibi. Your husband mm-hmm. has retracted his statement saying that you well, were no. in the house all night. He didn't you retract the statement. She wasn't at the clinic when she thought she was at the clinic because she was on the schedule, but the, all of the staff there is saying she was not there for this chunk of time when she was seen mm-hmm. by a neighbor in a verbal altercation with Morgan, the woman that was murdered. So like, right. she has all of these things stacking up against her. And then that she, she doesn't laundry, remember that she doesn't remember. And then she's doing the laundry and finds a bloody towel. washcloth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the final straw was the dogs are digging her dogs continuously dig in this one spot in the backyard and she finally goes out and finds the knife the bloody knife that however who does she blame she blames imogen imogen this poor 16 year old traumatized child she's because she knows it's not her her because she doesn't she um confronted sadie she kind of like threatened sadie because sadie went in her room and snooped around herself right yeah so Sadie is scared of her and can never, never knows where she is and all this shit. So yeah. So she, Sadie goes to Imogen. But it, right. But like, so it, the knife, she goes immediately to the cops. She does. No, she makes the right call. She, she, she calls Will because she still does not suspect him at all. She can't fathom that it's her own children. She, and she knows it's not her. So that basically leaves Imogen. So she calls Will and says, hey, like, I found these this thing, whatever, like, I have to tell the cops. And Will goes, no, 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 I'll be home and we'll figure this out together. How then she freaks out. That was a, mass, a massive red flag. red flag. Yeah. Why wouldn't he have been like, oh my God, go to the cops, I'll meet you at the station. I'll meet you there. 
But no, he tells her, stay home. Don't call anybody. Like, I'll be right there. So then she kind of just says, nope, I'm going to the cops anyways. She goes to the police station. And in the time it takes her to get from the from her house to the police station, that's when Will called them and retracted his statement where he says, hey, my wife's acting kind of weird. And, you know, that time that I told you she was home, well, she really wasn't. Like, he retracts everything he said. So, so when she, interesting, mm-hmm, the way she writes, this is when we now switch for the first time in the book. We see the switch. Oh, from Will's perspective. But when Sadie is in the police office, we see her switch from Sadie to Camille. Yes. And she describes it so well. It's it's creepy. Like it gave me chills when I was like, oh my God, we're talking to Camille now. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, but I just like, I said that and then I heard a noise behind me and I'm a little creeped out. Ghost cow yeah i thought she actually wrote this the 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 change in personalities and i was like ooh, it was good it was and but also we see the switch in will because he shows up and he isn't like the warm lovey you know he's like i basically she he walks in and she's like they told me i have this dissociative identity Identity. disorder and he Mm -hmm. goes i know yeah and not even not only does he know he leaves her there he doesn't yep. offer to like let's get help let's do this he leaves her there yep and goes home yep and that's when she's like oh shit he even says he so yes yeah, so we start seeing a couple of chapters at the very end are from will's point of view and he says my wife is a chameleon so he knows and then, um, you know it goes into how wait hold on hold on i think we should leave a few other things left unsaid like um okay because this was really end it there we sort of did just give away like a huge plot twist but like i kind of feel like maybe we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't say like who did kill morgan and like maybe we should just leave that yeah i think maybe we should let it let it I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I like it. I want you guys to read this book because it was just, again, it was, oh yeah, it was very quick. It moved fast. It was, oh, it was, it was not really not wanting to put it down, which I know we've said that about every book we've read. We've had a good, well, no, it was really shiver was the only, like the last shiver was another one that I was like, I have to finish this. So I'm actually a little nervous. It's like, I feel like finishing a good book is so, such a mixed feeling because it's so good. No, it's terrifying. I hate finishing books because I'm like, wait, what? And you're like, (laughs) what if this one sucks? Yeah. Oh my God. I I like that idea. Okay. So yeah, I hope that people go out and read it and I wonder if they can figure it out figure out the rest of it because there is another twist there's another massive twist and so now we have really hope that if anybody does that please find us on instagram and please please talk to us and tell us what you think the one the one other thing i want to say about imogen is that it so there's a there's one other big um reveal that's dropped about her in the graveyard Mm mm-hmm Sadie she texts Sadie a picture of herself in the graveyard with like a pill bottle and it says come find me or something like that and mm, Sadie almost doesn't go she has that little time where she's like maybe I just ignore it and I was like a 16 year old just texted you an essentially a suicide note like yeah I don't care if you don't like her or you have your issues with her how do you not go yeah so anyways so Sadie that's that's that little section of the book where I started to be like, come on, Sadie, you're getting a little yes, exactly. But then it, it came back. That, it, that annoying. She's a doctor. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just ignore something like that because you have a personal vendetta against this person. Not even a vendetta. Like, you, just, you don't like this person. But, like, she's your niece. She's... If nothing else, she's clearly in trouble. That needs help. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Else. And then, should we tell them why... Imogen no. is the way she is. Okay, because nope. that's another huge like, uh, like because that that's a big play into the. After very- what happens in the graveyard, I can see why Sadie sort of ac- accuses Imogen of being the killer. Yeah, agreed. Okay, I think 
I think we should leave it at that. I think we should have a little bit of mystery here and this was a good podcast. <laughs> what do you think? I like it. Oh, man. It was... it, And like Joanne said in the beginning, this genre, this whole like psychological thriller and whatever, we've read quite a few of them. I mean, Joanne and I used to work in a bookstore. I don't know if we've ever said this. Joanne and I used to work in a used bookstore. Called Bookworm. And it was... Bookworm. Oh, my God. Ever. It was the... Yes, my dream job would be go back and work at this place again. But it was this tiny little hole-in-the-wall bookstore that had very little foot traffic. Like, it would have spurts of customers, but the majority of the time, your job was to sit there and, like, shelve books and then just read. Like, And we worked there. Both of us were in high school, so you could, like, sit and do your homework. College, too. Oh, you, yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah. But your job was literally to read so that when a customer came in and was looking for a recommendation... Like, I I love Barnes and Nobles and Books a Million and whatever, but, you know, you kind of go in and, and I think that people that work there do love to read, but it's still a retail store. The beauty of a place like Bookworm was that literally you went in there and you were like, hey, I'm looking for this book. And I'd be like, oh, hold on. Like, this guy that works here is huge into sci-fi. Let me go get him. And he could sit there and talk your ear off for six hours about sci-fi books or young adult or the elderly ladies you know absolutely loved her whole thing her section was romance she could oh that was it yeah and she'd been reading i mean she was in her 60s i think Mm -hmm. and so yeah she'd been reading romance for 50 years and like and and that was just her jam and she could tell you about any i would Mm -hmm. always put away the mysteries so i knew all the books and the authors and the mystery section and like we each had our thing and it was like somebody could come in and be like do you have this book and even though we had a zero inventory system oh my god it it was actually (laughs) oh yeah it's right here i can get it for you yeah i can tell yeah it, it was the absolute best thing ever but because of that i think that's why we have such a love of reading well yes but we've read so many things. And the beauty of it too is like, I would pick up a book, like a, a new book that somebody went and bought at Barnes and Nobles and they could trade it in at Bookworm for credit and then get another book. So we got a lot of the brand new books, like hardcover books and whatever. So you'd sit there and read these. And then like, I wouldn't take it home. I would just read it while I was at work kind of a thing. Yeah. So I read, you know, hundreds of books in, <laughs> when I was in high school so now as an adult, like I get these books and that's kind of why I go with these crazy outlandish uh, theories about like, oh, well, yeah. she, you know, she has schizophrenia or whatever, because I'm like, I've probably read it at some point. And so I feel like the problem is a lot of these like psychological thrillers sort of fall into one of three outcomes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, uh, okay, this one sort of went outside of that box. Like I... For sure. I thought that that was like, that was my theory, but then it was executed so well. And again, the ending was just so awesome. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like this wasn't this, this wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Like it exceeded my expectations. Not that they were low, but it exceeded what I, what I thought going in. We did not, not that we, again, not that we didn't have high hopes for the book. We were just kind of, sick of it for right now but we still picked it up so we're like all right let's just so let's put it this way after reading shiver which i could not have predicted that ending mm-hmm. and this one we need to get out of this we, we have yeah, to change genres really good ones and we're now, not gonna get a third we're not gonna get a third that's what's gonna happen unless you guys have some suggestions for this for this genre in particular like you have something you want us to read like i think we're gonna let's let's switch to a different I don't know what, but yeah. yeah. Can I just say the ending quote of that book? I thought yeah. was like beautiful. Kind of thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Can I read it? Because I wrote it down. Yeah, sure. I don't care. If Does time, it no, okay. no. If time can turn something so undesired into something so loved, the same can happen to all of us. Yeah, that is a beautiful way to end oh. it. I love that. I thought it was such a nice quote. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for stupid little quotes. <laughs> I know, me too. But also, like, knowing the characters and knowing everything, like, it's just the perfect quote. Uh, it was sweet. I, like, I ended it and I was like, oh, I feel happy. Yeah. But 
yeah so guys i think i think i like this maybe we'll make this a habit if it's like i mean some of the other books we kind of had to give away the ending ending to talk about it this one i think i feel like had three endings because it needed multiple people like it wasn't just i think we should leave the mystery i think we should leave the mystery of who killed morgan for our listeners though and why i really think because why is a big deal yes i think we should leave that i think we should leave that yeah yeah and like i said and imogen those are your three things please read the book come let us know what you think yeah was a good podcast on instagram Mm -hmm. yeah so okay rating Yep. Are we doing, what did we do last time? Did we do stars? Did we do yeah, one ten? stars. One five. Stars? We could do half stars. I think that okay. was a good, I think that's a good thing. I I think this was a four and a half for me. I'm super hesitant to give anything a five. Like that's, but I, this was definitely like a, a four I'm and a half. Five. Okay. I'm going right. to say five. It was, yeah. yeah. It was good. It was really good. I enjoyed this one a lot. I enjoyed and I liked so the other one that we read by her was um don't you cry which was yes. really good too I highly recommend that this was better this was definitely better the other one was good and I was like okay yeah, like this one was if you're gonna read any of hers I would start with this one yeah me too but she was yeah she's she's and you said how many does she have seven I think seven so this her other one was good enough to get me to read this one like I saw that it was by Mary Kubica and I was like oh sweet like I liked that book let me read this one so I mean she's definitely an awesome author and she writes really well and her character development is really good the pacing of the book is really good but um this one definitely was better than yeah than um don't you cry and I'm I'm super excited for people to read this one Mm mm-hmm so what are we going on to next, Shosh? What genre? I don't know. I have such a long list in my Goodreads to be read. I have to, I have to go through and see what catches my eye. Do you have any in mind? Uh, no. I, hmm, no. <laughs> I mean, I have I so. But have to. I guess you'll just have to stay tuned to our Instagram page and see what we pick. I kind of feel like don't even know yet. <laughs> I kind of feel like we should do like a Philippa Gregory type. Because then it's, it's not really a spoiler. We can just sort of talk about her. Like it's there. Are, she writes um, historical fiction, so I love Philippa Gregory. Maybe we can like reset our because we haven't even gotten. We've gotten a few good ghost stories. Like Darcy Coates is a good ghost story. I but could always go for another Darcy Coates. <laughs> we've read, yeah, I I know, but we've done her a few times. Yeah. And then there's things like, I mean, you never read The Whisper Man, right? I can't remember who wrote it right now, but um, like there's like The Whisper Man, Imaginary Friend, The Chalk Man. Like, I mean, there's some that are pretty. The, the Chestnut really Man, that one was really good. Like, we could do those. It's a different author. Than- I think they're all different authors. Oh, no. The Whisper Man and Imaginary Friend, I guess, are the same, aren't they? But I don't know. I feel like we should maybe step away from horror and. Yeah. thriller and maybe let's do like a general fiction or do like a chiclet <laughs> oh my god you used to love was it the, the domesticated goddess or something yes that is my guilty pleasure and i still read it every, every yeah. year like i usually read it once a year that's your once a year read mm-hmm the Undermistic mm. Goddess, and um, I'm currently reading Can You Keep a Secret, also by Sophie Kinsella. Sophie Kinsella, yeah, you really liked her, too. I never read, like, the Shopaholic series, though. It was really only the I think I read the first one or two of those. You know which ones I used to really like was um, One for the Money, Oh, uh, Janet I- Ivanovich? Oh, Janet no, Ivanovich. Janet yeah. Ivanovich. She had, there's, yeah. like, 15 of those. I think there's more than that now probably but there are so many 18. i really liked those ones though because it was just this female um bounty bad. hunter who kind of didn't know what she was doing and just yep. bumbled her way through stuff and it was so yeah, I funny really, i really enjoyed those i think i read up to like eight i read however many 
were published in the time that I worked at Bookworm. And then I think I read maybe one or two after that. And then I kind of, I haven't read past it, but. You know who I really liked that you never did was Jodi Picoult. I read a bunch of Jodi Picoults. Oh my God. She's so depressing. And you know why? You know why I never read her? You know why? (laughs) I was attacked by Jodi Picoult book because she's the one who wrote Little Earthquakes, right? No. Oh, sorry, Jodi Picoult. Maybe I'm wrong. Hold on, Google. I thought I could have sworn. Oh, no, that's Jennifer Weiner. Are you sure? I just Googled it. Google doesn't lie ever. <laughs> Internet does not lie. <laughs> Are you serious? Because what did Jodi Picoult write? Uh, my sister's keeper. Okay, anyway, well, we're on a huge tangent that we can continue on. We want this massive side quests. I'm sorry about that. Anyways, I feel like Jodi Picoult depressed me a little bit. Yeah, she is pretty depressing. So I feel like I could only read hers like sporadically. I would read one of hers and then like three other books and then another Jodi Picoult and then like three other books. And I just, I she couldn't wrote, do it. She wrote the one 19 minutes about the school shooting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That one was hard to read. Yeah. She, she wrote some pretty. She's a fantastic she author. Very well. Yeah. Oh my God. She is ridiculously talented, but she just, just I, she was just sad. Okay. Anyway. We are... Sorry. That was a massive side quest. We, we didn't need to go down that. Let's just leave this on the most depressing note ever, Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> I sorry guys. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Lori's going you to just showed up on camera. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. This anyway, we have derailed thank massively. Thank you all for coming and listening to our was it good podcast? And the answer to this week's question was yes. It was yes. Good. It was we very good. Five and four and a half stars. Please read it. Please come to Instagram. Was it good podcast is our handle. Come talk to us. Let us know what you think. Give us some book suggestions Uh and we will talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye.